All right, welcome to the this edition of uh, First Three, First Ten. So the first, uh, we'll be talking two anime this week. Uh, no, well, if Japanese term is applied, yes. So I'm talking uh, one Netflix and one Crunchyroll. I'm talking Midnight Gospel uh, on Netflix, and I am talking uh, Tower of God uh, on Crunchyroll. Enjoy the ad. So, Midnight Gospel is, give you guys a little bit of a prep, um, I became aware of it listening to Rogan uh, when he had Duncan Trussell on, and Duncan Trussell uh, apparently has been trying to make this show for years. Now, saying something takes years in animation uh, is a, it, it almost goes without saying. Anything that gets, uh, like, launched uh, the same year it's announced in animation either means it's been in the pipeline or it's going to be really interesting to look at because uh, animation takes time, effort, uh, a lot of manpower. And uh, what I found out about this one was um, the animation wasn't shipped over to uh, other countries. Um because I was listening to Rogan today about it, and uh, it was like, man, it's a lot of slave labor over there. It was like, uh, like Foxconn and or whatever. It was like, I don't know if that's the case, but um, animation takes a lot of work. The people are very well underpaid. I don't know if there's a uh, suicide net around animation studios. Uh, the way that uh, Foxconn uh, had on theirs, or was it Foxconn or Foxcom? I always forget. Oh, anyway, um, Midnight Gospel is a more uh, trippier version of Rick and Morty if it wasn't as cynical uh, and dealt with, uh, like, trying to become better. Like, Rick and Morty kind of wallows in, um, like, if, if, like, if, if Rick and Morty decides, and I'm talking about Rick and Morty as if it was its own entity, but it's not, uh, Rick and Morty, uh, is, like, people challenging ideas, in a narrative that uh, like, th- like things change but things stay the same and like early seasons of Rick and Morty like uh, play very well with this uh, and it's o- it's always great to have uh, like things re- revisited in Rick and Morty because like every adventure seems like it's a one-off but uh the, the building blocks, like the foundations, the infrastructure that it's going with is, has always been great. And I'm looking forward to season four uh, when I get a chance to sit down and watch it. Now, because I binge that shit. So anyway, um, Midnight Gospel is about this uh, space caster who is named Clancy. And Clancy uh, is uh, the uh, 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 okay, so Clancy is a space caster, 
It's and when I say he's a uh, space caster, he has a uh, broken universe uh, simulator, meaning that he goes to these worlds that are um, about to implode, die, explode. Uh, crazy shit happens in every single world, and the 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 the. Uh, writing is very top-notch in that they take very simple premises. Well, what if he was trying to get into this world simulator, but he ended up uh, next door? What if he ended up on this world simulator, but uh, they, nothing was really there? But uh, don't worry, there's going to be a twist involved. And the I'll say it now, the thing looks like a, uh, uh, a vagina. Uh like, the simulator is, like, uh, the guy sticks his head inside, uh, like, uh, like a separator, like, this curved, and, uh, it's very feminine looking. The, so, the guy chooses his avatar, so he looks different in every episode, uh, and sometimes it's for comedic results. The, uh... The show itself um, is very, very, very different than your typical um, show in that uh, Duncan Trussell is a podcaster. You could almost swap him, like him and Clancy are almost interchangeable and uh, trust me, uh, like uh, the, the writers are aware of that and they joke about it at one point. Um, so, the first episode, you're introduced to Clancy, you're introduced to the, the to the, uh, uh, format of, like, the, the, the narrative, uh, devices, uh, looking for planets, uh, goes, checks them out, uh, comes back, uploads it onto, uh, his computer, and, uh, broadcast it to like the 19 people that follow him so the 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 guests in this show are crazy I don't know who's cast and who's what or whatever like you have the, a lot of comedians in this uh, you have Maria Bamford you have Christina Pruszynski you have uh, Pauly Shore uh is in at least one role that I know of. Uh, Joey D- uh, Coco Diaz is in multiple roles, and uh, there's a couple of them where he just he steals a scene. Uh, like, oh yeah, that's like that that's uh, Joey Diaz's voice, and I, I I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when they were like, uh, here's a script, you want to read for this? And the guests are. Uh, I don't know exactly how they did this, but the guests are half uh, conversations that are almost non-sequiturs in that uh, the guests are people that Duncan Trussell has interviewed for podcasts before. So I don't know if he's just taking the straight up uh, uh, audio video and just having them come back in to... uh, uh, record some lines so that it works, so that it like they're, like they're sort of aware of 
So the first guest is uh, uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky. The first guest on the show is Dr. Drew Pinsky, but he plays uh, the, uh, a tiny man who's a president uh, dealing with a zombie apocalypse, which, by the way, great timing on Netflix. I mean, like, if you want to talk about lotteries for first episodes, wow. Like, they could have re- released uh, Black Summer while they were at it just for the fun of it. Like, how about Pandemic uh, uh, Season 1 re-release? Uh, just put have, have it on the front page of everyone's thing. Just like, it's like, oh, shit. So, and what follows is uh, Clancy talking to uh, the man in sunglasses, who clearly is the President of the United States, uh, because there's a lot of, like, context clues, who's really Dr. Drew, and Dr. Drew is going... And back and forth talking to uh, Clancy, who is uh, really Duncan Trussell, uh, about psychedelics and uh, fending off zombies. So it's a incredible juggling act that I don't know, uh, uh, like, if they completely recreated conversations, which I don't know how the hell they did that, because... Like, talking about things naturally versus, um, like, repeatedly uh, saying the same thing over again and having it feel natural, that is hard. Like, that, uh, that's like telling the same joke twice uh, in a row. It's hard. And, and trying to get a laugh. It's hard. So, that's the first episode. Second episode... Uh, I feel like the second episode was the, uh, it had the craziest, not, not only the craziest conversation, but it had the, um, it was a very, uh, I don't even know how to, how to, how to, how to describe the, the setup for the conversation because the setup for the conversation was uh, uh, Clancy goes to another planet. The planet uh, uh, is... You don't realize that every planet's going to die that Clancy goes to, but you go... Um, It's maybe one of the deepest conversations that you could ever get at. Uh, and, like, it just dives right in. The uh, woman who is the uh, uh, interview subject um, is, like, like, a, like a, a mon- not a monster, but, like, a, an animal on the planet that he goes to. And... Clancy is stuck to the, uh, animal. Like, literally stuck to. Uh, and... The conversation goes, uh, like, in a lot of different places, like metamorphosis, uh, life and death, like, uh, like, uh, what is real. Like, those are, like, really trippy places that if you're not, uh, if you don't have, like, a foundation or you're not aware of the question, it's like... Uh, people that don't know they're standing over a cliff uh, feel really good about themselves 
Like they're just walking along. They don't think about uh, like how high they are up or how close they are to the edge. They just go about their day. Meanwhile, uh, there are people that like, oh shit, I just looked down. Oh shit, I just looked down. Oh my God, that is so scary. Uh, like, and it's hard to think about metaphors uh, that work in this because like the whole like show like in this episode is very metaphorical. And I could talk about things episode by episode because this might be the one show where you could spoil everything. Just spoil it all. But you know what? You still can't, um, you can't, you can't ruin it. Because to experience Midnight Gospel is to, uh, trip out. It is to have things done for you. It is, uh, things that'll still hit. Things that will, um, like, still, like, make the part of your brain that, that, uh, uh, that can't process certain concepts yet hurt. It, it, like, like, uh, because, like, a lot of things say they're trippy, but, uh, like, a lot of things that people describe as trippy are, like, bright colors and shapes and all that stuff, but, like, in terms of, like, a trippy narrative and something that brings you along into its logic and into, uh, what it's discussing, like, this is a real trip, like, like, like if you sit down, focus, and uh, watch things, and like uh, follow along, and like, like, like listen with intent, like listen and watch, uh, like trying to understand, or like, it's like okay, so okay, so so okay. The when you do that with this show, the um, concepts that it's talking about. Uh, really uh, land. The if I had to like be critical of one thing about uh, Midnight Gospel, though, the the narrative structure that they put the uh, space guest around is funny and it is good. Uh, one of my favorite jokes is in the last episode because don't forget this show has a sense of humor. Like, as serious as it takes itself, um, it has a real sense of humor. And uh, it's, I would actually uh, argue that it's more uh, in your face than uh, Rick and Morty. Because Rick and Morty, like, oh, things are bad. Okay. Well, guess what? Uh, rubber, rubber, dub, dub, uh, whatever the uh, thing is. This one, though, it's like, ah, don't worry. You, this thing that you're really worried about? It's going to go like this. It'll be fine. Like, uh, and, like, if you can't, like, uh, like, like, go along on the ride, and but if you're forced on the ride, if you have to sit and watch this, it's going to hurt. The, uh, the, the thing that connects everything is this character of Clancy. And Clancy is, like, one of those, like, uh, fuck up drifters. Like, he's clearly, like, he's clearly, clearly doing something that's not, uh, typical. And the world that he lives in is not typical. And with that said, um, 
I would be very curious to see how, uh, like, the world gets expanded. Because I really hope there's a, se- a second season. I really do. Um, a lot of things are set up uh, differently um, than what you would... But the, the, the world, the mechanics of the world that they're in, um, they don't really make sense. Like, not, not in the typical sense. Um, but... I... Like, if... Like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's uh, far from it. It's really good. But like I said, some of my f- uh, favorite stuff is from the uh, uh, inner uh, stitchal stuff. But the where the, the show really shines is where um, it takes conversations from the real world that, that happened in a podcast that happened organically. And then they're uh, translated and... Uh, rewritten and like I think they're uh, like I think they took the original audio and just uh, had people come in and record voices so that it led up to uh, stuff going on but the uh, that's hard to like if they actually rewrote everything and had people come in and read their lines and found a way to uh, record things so that it sounded natural Whoever the the the, um, the cast director or the audio director, whoever directed the episode that dealt with the cast, I don't know, daytime Emmy, uh, Emmy or uh, like nomination uh, for uh, uh, Critics' Choice Awards. I don't know, whatever, uh, like a, a SAG nomination or a screen actor. I don't know about a screen actor skill, but. Anyway, uh, whoever that is, get them, uh, get them, like, get, uh, get them an award. Because this, this show is not for everyone. Uh, th- this show deals with very mature themes. Um, certain things, to, like, don't make sense entirely, but, like, the, the list of things that don't make sense uh, it's out it's through the roof like it's crazy from the beginning it's crazy in the middle it's crazy at the end and it, like it's the good kind and it's just fun uh, I highly recommend it to a lot of people my favorite episode if episode three is the one where um, yeah like episode three I think is the one where uh, Duncan Trussell, uh, uh, Clancy is, uh, ends up on the wrong, uh, he, he ends up ill-prepared for the place that he goes to, and it, it works out, and it's probably one of my, one of my favorite episodes of the bunch, so, alright, hey, hey you, are you a fan of podcasts, you know what you need, Stitcher Premium. How about a month uh, free Stitcher Premium? If you go to website, Stitcher uh, Premium, whatever, uh, uh, sign up. And you put in code Double Barrel Theater. That is D-O-U-B-L-E-B-A-R-R-E-L-T-H-E-A-T-R-E. All one word, Double Barrel Theater. Put that in on the website and you can get a free month of Stitcher Premium where you can listen to guys like Marin or 
uh, anybody else that decided to go uh, to a paywall. So if you want to like uh, get all the episodes of something, uh, go to Stitcher Premium and you can uh, really binge. Like find a new podcast, binge the whole thing. Peace. So Tower of God, little backstory. Um, Webtoons is a, I believe, a Korean um, website where artists uh, tell webcomic stories in a scrolling fashion, as in they scroll downwards uh, to read the story. And it's growing pretty big because the the format of the Webtoons it uses the um, infinite scroll that uh, Scott... Um, Maybe I should buy that book. Scott, uh, Scott Baker. No, not Scott Baker. Scott Thompson. No. Under understanding comics, uh, Scott guy um, talked about years ago when web comics were starting out. Uh, so it makes use of the scroll, and for the most part, um, Tower of God uh, as a webtoon can be uh, cut into a book form, America comic, but where where it's awesome though is the uh, the, the storylines, uh, the characterizations, the, uh, th- this is one of those things that people have been talking about for years, getting an adaptation uh, and now, uh, I don't know if Tower of God is the first webtoon um, to get an anime adaptation. I don't even know if it's like 100% uh, an anime adaptation, like made in Japan, because like I can only imagine if like uh, all the keyframe animation was done in Japan and then it was sent to Korea to animate or where have you. But the getting off t- uh, topic here, the. The Crunchyroll adaptation of Tower of God is great. Um, After I caught up with the five episodes, I believe, that are out right now, um, I went out and I went on my app and then I just started reading uh, the... uh, I read the first season of uh, Tower of God and it was... Great. So I am looking forward a lot to what is going to be going on with um, uh, Tower of God because I'm not sure if it's going to be a seasonal show or if they're going to do like one one run of 26 episodes. Which, by the way, uh, looking at how they paced out everything in the web comic into the show, I could totally see them doing. Uh, uh, like 26 episodes. If, if you told me they were going to do 10 episodes, um, I don't think... I don't think... No, they can't do that. Uh, that would be... Like, episode 4, we won't even be uh, close to whatever. But anyway, so... The... The thing about uh, Tower of the God... T- Tower of God. Um, it's... It's sort of set up like uh, like your typical uh, uh, dungeon crawling uh, story, 
like the deeper you go or the higher you go, the more difficult things become. However, uh, what's great about Tower of the God, I keep on throwing a the in there. Tower of God has, it doesn't have like uh, one great character. It has at least five or six. Um, the main hero is Bam or Bomb. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce it. I'm, I'm going to go with Bam. So Bam uh, is this character that uh, has a pure, naive soul. And this pure, naive soul is looking for his best friend, Rachel. Rachel is a girl that wants to climb the tower to see stars. Like, uh, where she lives, she has not seen uh, the sky. So she goes on this adventure to see the stars. Like, that's the opening scene, like her disappearing, and then uh, Bam following her. Now, uh, Bam is introduced to uh, a lot of characters really quickly, and I'll let you guys get to know them, but um, right off the bat, he gets uh, above average uh, uh, gear. Like, he gets a needle that is like an S-class, like, super weapon, and he gets uh, a, uh, I forget the name of the hell the thing is called, like a pod or whatever. He gets, he gets this ball that, like, activates for him that allows him to be, uh, like, do the things, like, uh, like, hold weapons, hold stuff, hold money. Like, there's a lot of video game-isms going on here, but it's not Sword Art Online. It's not, uh, well, actually, Tower of God is kind of how Sword Art Online wished it was, in the sense that Sword Art Online was about climbing, uh, this tower, uh, if you die, you die, so, but Sword Art Online was a total isekai, as in, like, you knew that, um, that the characters were actually gamers that were stuck in this place. In Tower of God, it's not an isekai, but it's about, um, these people called regulars. Regulars are these people that are going up the tower. And these regulars are chosen by the first uh, floor, um, the floor, the first floor test administrator uh, named Hedon. Hedon is uh, in charge of picking out the people that are able to go up the tower. So I would imagine, like that. There are people that want to be uh, able to climb the tower and are picked by Hedden to do uh, their tests. And when uh, Hedden uh, like uh, a lot picks them or whatever, uh, they have to pass a series of tests. And every time that you go up the tower, you have to pass an examination. So it's not as simple as just like uh, go up the tower now. That being said, um, I haven't read everything, 
I have no idea when the tests stop. I don't know how many t uh, floors there are on the tower. I have no idea. All I know is that um, first three episodes, you have a guy who is very naive, very blank slate, but uh, good. And he meets these interesting characters that become his teammates, become his friends. Uh, you can tell really quickly that like certain people are going to be important because um, uh, rule of generic character design. Uh, generic characters uh, tend to be the ones that get killed off first. Uh, it's the red shirt rule in Star Trek. It is why all the stormtroopers uh, wore masks in Star Wars because there might have been 10 guys altogether that were stormtroopers in the original uh, uh, Star Wars. They just like repeated a whole bunch of stunts uh, again and again. But with Tower of God, um, there's very few generic characters. I mean, uh, like there's there's generic characters. Don't get me wrong, but uh, they, uh, they they don't look it. Like you have no idea who, like what a character is, and like uh, as you're like as you're uh, looking at them. Uh, so. With Tower of God, um, a lot of great stuff going on. The fight scenes, oh my god. Um, I, I shouldn't say first three episodes are the best, but in terms of uh, things going on, by episode three, I think you should be hooked. Like the first two episodes, I'm not talking, like a lot of stuff happens. And it's a lot of, uh, like, hey, we're establishing what the hell we're going to be. But by the third episode, you are, um, you're probably hooked. Because, uh, I'm not going to spoil what it's about, but the crown game is the part of the story where if you're not hooked, you're not going to be hooked, period. Like, if you can watch all of the crown game... And you're like, nah, I, I can, I can, I can wait. I can, uh, I don't care if I see this. It's very much a battle manga, but it's also, or, or it's a battle show, but it's also, um, it's not as, it's not a shonen show. As it's, it's crazy as that sounds. Like, um, Tower of God. If I had to make an anime comparison. Uh, sin uh, Tower of God is the more mature version of Hunter Hunter because there's a lot of Hunter Hunter uh, type stuff in there, but there's also a lot of um, actually like, there's a lot of Hunter Hunter stuff. I'll address that in a second, but uh, Hunter Hunter has a lot of shonenisms in it, and uh, Tower of God doesn't really have that. Like, don't get me wrong, there's, like, like there's times where it's like, all right, this is for, like, a young male audience. Then there's times it's like, oh, this is for, like, an older, uh, more mature audience uh, as well. So, the world building is pretty great in the show because the first couple episodes let you know, hey, this is how things go. Uh, you get, like, uh, 20 floors of tests, give or take. Um... 
as things go on, you're going to be introduced to characters, which by the way, I, I forgot to finish what I was talking about. So there are regulars who are the people that are going up the tower. They've been selected. They can go up the tower. Uh, if, if they fail uh, in the tower, it could kill them, but uh, uh, like that's the risk you take. The people that administer the test are people that have been up the tower already, and they are called rankers. Rankers are the people that have climbed the tower, and they are open to do whatever, but they can hang out wherever they want. They can go wherever they want within, with limits. Uh, I don't know what the limits are, but uh, it's not like uh, there's an elevator that people can uh, take to go up and down levels of the tower. The The hero, though, because... And this is, like, uh, so Joseph Campbell. And this is this is the great thing about Tower of God. Um, I figured out that uh, in, a, in uh, Western shows, uh, specifically American ones, I can't speak for uh, other uh, countries, but American cartoons, Americans value hard work. Like, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to train... Um, that's why, like, we love movies like Rocky. That's why uh, we like movies that ha- have a montage of guys getting better at whatever they chose to do. Uh, in Korean um, comics and Chinese comics, there is a value on being the best. And what I've noticed in uh, various webtoons and uh uh, Manwa, uh, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, uh, or, or wrong in tone. Um, in Asian cultures, uh, like, J- Japan is about the growth of, like, like, being the best. In other countries, it's about straight up being the best and being disrespected, uh, and underestimated because I've read so many books uh, not even books, like web comics, or I shouldn't even say web comics, but like uh, scanlations. Uh, sorry, people, I, like they're out there. Uh, of guys that are like, uh, like it's the apocalypse, and it turns out I'm a resurrection of who I originally was, so I know all the things that are about to happen. And so, if you come with me, uh, I will eventually become the version of myself that I was. And I will be undefeatable because I have uh, great skills. Like, uh, Ghost, uh, Gosu, Gosu, Ghost. Um, like, I was trained by my master uh, to be the best uh, at what, uh, at the, at the teachings that he taught me. So I can defeat his four disciples that uh, betrayed him. And it gets progressively harder because even though, uh, he could clearly beat each and every one of them, uh, and he could beat everybody else besides them, which, that's why, like, one of my favorite books, uh, is Ghost, because, uh, and The Breaker, because, like, there's this, uh, thing, like, the heroes aren't, uh, aren't super strong to begin with, and they're uh, getting better. 
uh, or they're getting super strong and like they cut through like ghost like uh, the main character will cut through everybody until he gets the boss then the bosses uh, have like they show they show issue they show that there's gonna be a problem and I rather enjoy that so Tower of God uh, the hero is what's called an irregular someone who just showed up at the tower and the thing about irregulars in the tower is that the every I'm, I'm just going to explain this now because uh, it, it's a uh, they don't go into it too deep in, in uh, the first three episodes but they do touch on it so I'll explain a little bit of it irregulars in the tower can cause havoc because irregulars for whatever reason tend to uh, be more powerful than like uh, like they, they're like boss level strong uh, and I'm talking about like mid bosses halfway through the game so that at the early stages they are a problem uh, and it's kind of explained uh, pretty quickly that uh, irregulars are uh, people that are very disruptive to the tower so that's why uh, they get like if they want to uh, pass onto uh, higher levels of the tower they have to uh, do more work and it's harder for them to get up there but they are so strong that the, even the harder tests are not uh, as hard so uh, it makes things interesting. Uh, I really hope Tower of God is a, a big success. I hope it goes like uh, like Black Clover or um, uh, I hope it becomes a seasonal show because I, I want to say there's like 700 chapters uh, available right now uh, that could easily become five seasons and having uh, watched or having read the first season of it, which is something like 70. 50 or 70 chapters it is so good guys uh this is gonna be one of the like uh seasonal anime to watch going forward um i don't know like i recommend uh, this i I highly recommend it um there's nothing much more i could say without like really spoiling things uh you're gonna this is one this is gonna be one of those shows that people like have debates about over like, like who's the best character and um, yeah uh, everyone like if you, uh, if you if you watch the watch it like uh, and, and besides like having read the book and having watched the show I can honestly say it's gonna be awesome watching the show because they take what was awesome about the book and then uh, because the book doesn't try to um, the book does not try to uh, be flashy as uh, an, an animation would, whereas the show, well, it's an animation and it gets flashy, so it's very good. Looking forward to it. Okay, peace. This podcast is brought to you by Double Barrel Theater. Please check out our comics. Check out our Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Like, check out the, uh, the author, Matthew Kale, on Twitter, M.W. Kale, and on Instagram, M.W. Kale.
Peace.